Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pat and John on their best behavior. I'm John. And I'm Pat. And uh, <laughs> we, are, we are both really excited to have our guests on uh, for this episode. Number one, I know we're both excited because these are also two friends who are also um, podcasters who have a podcast themselves. And Pat that's a tiny really circle. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tiny circle of people to choose yes. from. Yeah. The, the few, the proud. Um, and Pat's really excited because um, these two guests have actual comedy credentials. <laughs> so he knows that there's absolutely no chance that I'm going to shoehorn in my references to my uh, sketch comedy uh, college days. So he's very <laughs> thankful that Fuck. he can take a break from that for a little bit. Um, but uh, today on the podcast, we are joined by Julia Clare and Kate Willett, uh, the hosts of Reply Guys. Um, hello to Julia. Hello. And hello to Kate. Hello. Although I, I, I like Kate, but I prefer to refer to myself as the king of New York. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. All right. So, it's, Julia, does that make you the queen of New York, the duke of New York, prince of New York? No. No, that just, that, no, I'm, I, look, I, I'm a, I'm a peasant. The surf okay. of New York. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so we're gonna get uh, we're we're gonna get into the the topic that we're going to be covering on uh, this episode in a little bit. Um, but before that, normally we like to save like plugs and stuff like that until the very end. But I think it would actually be useful to hear from Kate and Julia a little bit about their podcast and like sort of how that came about because that very much leads into their uh, credentials that make them the perfect guests to uh, to talk about what we're going to talk about on uh, this podcast. Oh, so boy. you want to say talk us to us a little bit about Reply Guys? <laughs> yeah, sure. But also I realize that that joke seems really stupid without knowing the context. <laughs> Maybe no, it was no, this anyway. Is, this, is building, this is building like intrigue, which you really want to do okay, on this yeah. podcast. All right. So uh, Julia and I have a leftist feminist comedy podcast. And if it sounds like those things can't go together, well, sir, you're wrong. <laughs> Listen yeah. to the podcast and you'll find out. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, uh, Kate and I started Reply Guys a year and a half ago or maybe more now. A little bit more now. I a little think, bit more yeah. now. Uh, we started it uh, passive aggressively. Right. We started it at certain people. Uh, okay. I think we it was uh, Pat. That's that, it's not it's not the two of us. Don't worry. That's no, not the two of us. Not the two of you guys. Um, although you know we will be speaking about your your theater degrees later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think we just saw um, a uh, an opening in the market for uh, a kind of leftist podcast that did you know as robust. Uh, analysis as two comedians can manage, uh, but also <laughs> not, you know, w without the R word, I guess, uh, without yeah, kind of right. really relying on on ableist slurs. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I'm pretty sexist, but Julia doesn't let me uh, do my. It's true. On the show. It's true. Every day is a struggle for me to, you know, right. pull Kate back. Kate, please stop doing so yeah. much sexism. Well, that's what that's what Pat is for me as well. So yeah. we all have to have what a, have, what a nice origin story. <laughs> I know it's so much better than than mine and Pat's, uh, yeah. which is just being bored uh, during quarantine, huddled and having watched. I started movie. the podcast with zero cats, and now between us, we have three. <laughs> 
Wow. Four, actually, if you include my roommate's cat. I would say that I, included. I would say that Pat and I should do that, but Pat is almost certainly allergic. I'm to them. extremely um, allergic to cats. Yeah. Like that's if, psychosomatic. That's not real. <laughs> yeah, like the, like, like my COVID. peanut allergy. <laughs> yes. Yes, and your and your peanut allergy. I just yep. fake yeah, myself exactly. out so I don't have to be social with people. Exactly. Right. That's I'm I'm a truther about cat allergies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we I should think also... George Bush caused them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, please. Um, we should also say, uh, you, do you want to say a little bit about what a reply guy is? I'm sure many of our listeners um, who are not in Twitter <laughs> trenches as you are. This is also great because I oftentimes, like, my existence is, A, being on Twitter and specifically, like, on things like leftist Twitter. Yeah. And then the rest of my day is spent explaining to Pat, like, what the latest controversy is. Can you believe what he just did? Within leftist Twitter. Can you just yeah. see that? My God. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Pat, Pat, Pat is like, he has a healthy relation to Twitter um, in that he like knows like some of like the surface controversies, but I'll like be going off like on some random like thing that happened with this random account. And as I'm explaining it to him, I realize that I sound like a crazy person yeah. and that I'm very, very unwell. Yep. Um, so it's nice to have two people who are probably even further into that world <laughs> yeah. and who are maybe even, even more further unwell. lost, further yeah, lost. Even more unwell. Yeah. Can- it's true. Can I do a little test on Pat to see how, how deep in he yeah. is? Yeah, please. I can do Go the test it. in Go one question. Go for it. All right, Pat. Do you know who Amy Therese is? <laughs> uh, the name is really familiar. Okay. Well, if you have no real pre- con- pre-existing opinions, then you have not gone too far yeah. into yeah. left Twitter. Who, who is would, You're who, still who, safe. Who is you, would, you would really like her, Pat. You would who think is she's that? incredible. Who is that? Wait, is she like a like a a like a Loffler kind of person? What is she? She like a... no. Well, in a way, nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but she is Australian, right? She's Australian. She's she's Australian, and she just she she loves to beef with like every other leftist on the site. She you know, is like just like a... a professional bomb thrower on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Twitter. <laughs> was she like right wing or is she like centrist or what is her i mean no she's like, no she's she's like leftist but leftist in the way that like tulsi gabbard is leftist. i see <laughs> right. i see i see yeah. i see yeah 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 like my dad had a cult like a homophobic cult leftist. right okay right. Yes. okay i love tulsi i know her she thinks uh... i love hawaii <laughs> i've been there surfing i yeah. love hawaii oh my yeah. god yeah. <laughs> I've never been to Hawaii, um, and uh, I did see one time, <laughs> about two months ago, I was in Hudson, New York for the weekend, and I saw a house that was just every single window had a Tulsi sign in it, oh. and I have never been more afraid. <laughs> <laughs> How much yeah, money has be. she gotten? Was it a nice house? I was like a normal house, but oh, it's okay. just like... What darkness has gone on in that house yeah, that I they know. are They're, just like yeah, you go over deep in the tank for, for Tulsi. They're dying to talk about Syria at dinner. <laughs> you can't even you can't go to Thanksgiving without being like, I will talk about Syria. Right. It's on the list. She just had that terrible like tra- anti trans bill that she she, she did. passed yeah. too. Or she uh, yeah. introduced, not passed rather. Yeah really past the point of no return really yeah. leaning in which like that's what that's all you can do at the end of 2020 right that's what cheryl sandberg like... was talking about when she said lean in who yeah cheryl sandberg. yeah 
I just want Tulsi to play directly to her fan base and just, you know, come out with a proposal to do, like, uh, enforced monogamy. So, that like, she's throwing bones <laughs> to her uh, <laughs> incel community, you know, just, like, free video games for all, just to, like, demonstrate how based she is. Sure. I feel like that's – she's got to understand her constituency at this yeah. point. Yeah. Which is really all you can ask of yeah, she Yeah. She's like, cyberpunk must be fixed. There's too many <laughs> right. fucking bugs. <laughs> See, I am on working on it. I get it. Fifteen years. Yeah, she she and I feel like she and Jordan Peterson must have some overlap in their fan base. Oh, absolutely. Isn't she a vegan though? She's not on the all meat stuff. Is she a vegan or? I think she has to be. Sure. Yeah. No, don't do that to vegans. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't put that on vegans. (laughs) Come on. Well, it's kind of it's kind of yeah. It's like uh, it's like a square and rectangle thing. You know, like not all vegans are are deranged people but that's true all Some deranged people yeah are. definitely yeah it's true um but we got on the subject because we want to talk about the the concept of reply guys so what is the oh, what is the concept yeah. of a reply so, guy kate and i uh like uh like john are are, are toxically online <laughs> and um we spend a lot of our our lives there which is very it's as sad as it sounds um <laughs> but basically i, I think particularly for women on twitter a reply guy you know and and every every one of us uh women on twitter has at least 10 (laughs) wow um who just like reply to everything that we we say um i get a lot uh, and i'm sure kate does too uh of guys like earnestly replying to joke tweets (laughs) which that makes me want to die uh yeah so yeah it's just like guys who are in your mentions uh correcting a lot of times they love to correct uh oh, even no. if they're wrong what's worse someone uh earnestly replying to a joke tweet or trying to like up the joke oh or, like, yeah like, up trying to like tag the joke yeah yeah i think uh i think arguing with the joke tweet is the worst yeah, it's really annoying you know i I think, like, part of the reason that we wanted to call it this, you know, other than just making fun of guys who reply is, uh, I think Julia and I just both felt like, you know, especially with, like, political stuff that uh, the discussion can be very dominated by, like, a small group of, uh, particularly, you know, like, in in leftism because it is like such a kind of subculture still mm-hmm. you know it can be dominated by like a, a small group of like very loud men yeah. who in some cases have no particular knowledge and are kind of just yeah people with opinions and jokes also you know so yeah. you're kind of like all right well you know we'll we'll reply to this as well yeah right no it's true people with and, opinions jokes and podcasts yeah and no but if you look at like kind of the most the highest grossing podcasts in our our little World, subculture yeah. of uh like leftist podcasts it's uh yeah it's just a lot of people are who before this were like just some guy and you know Kate yeah. and I are just some guy in <laughs> in our own in our own right but i mean like it's really Joe funny Rogan is just some guy every i feel like every weird internet subculture their king is just some guy. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny you said that because actually this morning John and I were, were talking about uh, 
someone that we know that is trying to be a that guy like the you know the top patreon podcast like he's oh, trying no. to be that guy yeah but it's like mm. you know those guys already did that thing so now those guys you can't do that anymore so yeah. it's yeah. like it's so fucking i mean Julie, julia and kate of uh, you would probably won't we probably won't say it on the podcast maybe we'll save it after but you've definitely seen this this person or you've encountered this person's account uh for sure or you or you know i mean there's there could be any any number of people i mean this is you know we i don't want to knock anyone because it's like uh you know we're we're also trying to be the the men that earn the most on patreon yeah. right subscribe to our patreon yes. please, yeah, please, please subscribe yeah. to our but... patreon we will be the men who are at the top of this game <laughs> yes Hell yeah the link is included in the you show know? notes don't worry yeah but it's just i don't know it is just kind of it is it's just like funny to think about that most most everyone is is just some guy occasionally you get like an epidemiologist thrown in the mix, <laughs> someone who really knows something but mostly we're all just some guy yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> We're all some guy chasing the clout. That is very true. Um, well, uh, that kind of provides a nice uh, transition into uh, the subject of this podcast. So we uh, invited Julia and Kate to talk about the 1992 uh, musical, live action musical from <laughs> Walt Disney Studios, uh, Newsies, starring Mr. Christian Bale himself. Oh. Uh Something that is very near and dear to my heart and has been throughout my entire life, but has, because of its plot and because of its just, like, everything about it, has, like, some, there's, like, some leftist undertones to it. There's definitely <laughs> not any feminist under undertones to it, which we can talk about. There's just, there's never been a movie with less women in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, never, yeah. And um, I thought that it'd be fun to have Julie and Kate on to talk about it. I have now, Pat, when, when I talked about this, Pat was like, oh, so have, like, Julia and Kate, like, talked about this, like, on their podcast or something like that? And I'm like, I don't think so. And he was no. like, is this talked about in, like, leftist circles? And I was like, no, <laughs> not at all. But, you know, why the hell not? Now it is. This is leftist circles, so that therefore is, it's, it's it's canon. It's 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 canon. It's so, I had never seen it before. I think, Kate, you had never seen it either, right? I, I watched this movie when I was a kid, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I don't necessarily know if I think that this movie has like leftist undertones in particular. I I think that, you know, obviously it's about a strike, but I feel like the way that the strike is portrayed in the movie is sort of intentionally like, here's the world of fantasy of something that orphans used to do. And like, you know, it's, it's like as the, the reason that they're striking in the movie is because the, uh, Pulitzer and Hearst have like um, made a little deal to raise the price of their newspapers together, you know. So the whole thing is like, well, you know, they messed with the free market, and I feel like it's all kind of like a, it's all kind of set up like what happened is the result of corruption, you know, like uh, like corrupt politicians corrupts business owners like capitalism itself is never challenged in the movie and even the newsy guys like the the little singing dancing orphans (laughs) like they too want to succeed in capitalism that's the fantasy they want to carry uh, the banner 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to think about movies at the time that, that like why a movie was made at the, at the time it's made. And you know, this was like, came out kind of right at the beginning of the Clinton years, which mm-hmm. was a real turning point for, uh, the Democratic Party in some ways. I mean, the the whole neoliberal thing started before that, but this was the Clinton years were like, this is the beginning of uh, the intensity of the neoliberalism we see now. And hmm. I kind of feel like in some ways, this is like a, a differentiation of like, here's the progressive era, which is like way in the past and we don't have that anymore. Right. And <laughs> we're on to this whole other thing. Right. It's like the Disneyfication of like, labor and like labor strikes which makes sense because like neoliberalism is like the disneyfication of like liberalism as well so like yeah. it's all in conversation yeah this was um i i had just no i knew that a young christian bale was in this movie i had no <laughs> conception of what this movie was about whatsoever and my question to you both is do you like this movie <laughs> <laughs> well okay so that, that's that, that's actually that... a question for him because yeah, this yeah. is also the first time because i am team no musicals i am team I, no fun i mean i think that this movie as i was watching it i was like <laughs> theater kids should be barred from society <laughs> Yeah, they deserve no rights. I, I, I mean, I, I think they're dangerous, and I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I was so, and also Christian Bale. I love, you know, I know that he's like toxic in his own way. I love, mm-hmm. I do love watching him uh, as an adult. I love, uh, I love a lot of his movies. I think he's very good. Um, I know he was 17 here, but this is absolutely the worst accent he's ever done. Um, he yeah. does a a New York accent that is so confusing. Um, and his singing is so bad. It's awful. It's so flat. It's so flat. His dancing, too, in that, like, Santa Fe scene where he's, like, doing all the, like, Irish... There's, like, Irish dance well, and stuff, I think. I can't it, remember it's when like, River It's, dance like, Irish out. jig dancing and air humping. Yeah. He yeah. looks like, like he's yeah. fighting the sky when he dances. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a... I, I feel like this musical is what would happen if you put annie little orphan yes. annie musical mm-hmm. hamilton <laughs> lin-manuel miranda's musical and greece all in a blender oh, yeah. you mixed it up into a smoothie that would be newsies it's i think that's true it's it was pretty i don't know i'm like i guess i'm not a hardcore musical person to begin with um but i think that this correct me if i'm wrong but this movie seems like and and i know that there are people i've heard other people in my life who say that they they really liked this movie when they were a kid or you know still still like it now but i feel like this movie maybe would only appeal to people who like love musicals yeah or like people who don't love musicals but like who saw it when they were kids which is at least my experience so so i so uh pat and julia i know you have no experience with this movie mm-hmm. at all apart from just like it sounds like julia you've heard people talk about loving this this movie yeah um but kate so you you had seen it before so do you want to say a little bit about your previous experience with this movie i mean i watched it when i was a little kid (laughs) uh 
it, yeah, I watched it. I mean, I, was I a little kid? Yeah, at some at some point in in my childhood, I watched it, and I think I liked it because I was very small. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I hadn't really reviewed it as an adult until yesterday. I mean, also, I can see like as a little. I can see, like, if I had seen this as a little girl, I think I would have thought that, like, Christian Bale was was dreamy in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, every, yeah, I mean, he, he had, like, that 90s look. Like, he had the side part, which apparently people, like, girls went ape You know, he looks like, the, he has the same haircut in American Psycho. Yeah. He has the yeah, exact it, it same is, it haircut is a direct, and face. It is it a direct precursor to, and, and that is... That is honestly, and a they're both New of, York psychopaths. Yeah, it's a cornerstone <laughs> of my belief system that theater kids do grow up to be murderers. Um, <laughs> but that's really that's a that's for another podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know. I he has really. I was like, I was just really mesmerized by how. Yeah, he has like really beautiful skin in this movie. I don't know. I was mm. just like, God gorgeous skin on christian bale in this movie. yeah especially for spending all his time like hawking newspapers like yeah, in the being street like and a in the dirty, sun uh, well no boy. one looks particularly like no one looks like 1890 new york i, I mean, know it's so funny it's they so look like santa every... barbara because they fuck yeah. it's on a fucking studio all of the little boys are like they are the you can they are just like the most theater kid of their school probably and, yeah and some are like thirty five. Yeah, as every musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, I mean, it's just—it's very funny that Bill Pullman and Robert Duvall are in this as well. I know, I know. I know. This movie, I would, I there was like a, I, and this may still be popular. I don't know, but I remember when I was a little kid, there was like a whole genre of movies that uh, movies and TV shows where on like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. Um, where the the basic plot was kids try to take power mm-hmm. from adults and the kids run the show or get close to running the show for a little bit. All different versions, you know, everything from like uh, the parent trap to like the kids run the high school. And yeah, Bethel Max Keebler. Or, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like there was just like a bunch of movies and TV shows like this and there probably still is, but... I definitely think that it's really notable the way that this is presented as like a Disney movie within this uh, genre because it's like the idea of like labor winning is as silly as like the kids permanently running things. (laughs) Like it's a fun, it's a fun idea to explore, but it's like obviously the world can't stay that way. The adults, capitalists have to go back to being in charge. Sorry if you hear my guess. They don't understand I'm in charge. In the context of Disney, like given how given disney's complicated relationship with labor and union workers i think that union workers very to put it very generously (laughs) i think i think union workers are like maybe second on the list of like people that walt disney hated like the most Mm -hmm. uh maybe at the top um wait second to what jews (laughs) yeah that's what i would say Uh, yeah (laughs) thank you for saying the quiet part loud uh better you than me um so yeah, so there's a lot there's a lot to be said there. Well, then I'll just give you like my uh general like experience with this movie and that will like I so I love the shit out of this movie. I but I do not think it is good. Like I think it's it's okay. a bad movie, but it's very much a nostalgic thing for me. Um yeah, because like Pat and I we we both studied theater. I know you 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 mentioned that you're coming for us as both theater majors, but let me just say 
I am not a theater major. Do you I am see a theater what he's minor, doing right now? And wow. that's a very important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> he's Don't fucking gaslight me, Johnny. I knew I was going to fucking play with you. This guy. No, he, I just, what, he, not... he really did try to distance himself like we all had COVID in 2015. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my, my theory is that COVID actually did start in the Skidmore Theater Department. Um, yeah. Wow. I, don't, I don't have any proof for that, but that's just a hunch. Um, so did neoliberalism. yes it did um but yeah this was like always on like at my house we we didn't own a vhs copy of it john you have to explain your house oh okay so i am one of five boys oh Um, my god yeah yeah i grew up your parents could have put this play on i know they could have had all the cast i think they were hoping to a full basketball team a full basketball team in a in a pretty small house. Um, also grew up in a conservative evangelical household. Okay. Um, yes, I voted for Mitt Romney in 2012. No, I'm not proud of it, but I'm also not like all that ashamed of it anymore. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, um, so this was just like this was on in the house. My aunt had a VHS copy of it that we would like borrow like as often as we could. Um, and, uh, I remember that I actually, we borrowed it one time and I let one of my friends borrow it. And then I, they gave it back to me and I gave it back to my aunt. And then she called my mom and told me that the VHS tape didn't work anymore. And so I had to like cop to the fact that I let someone else borrow it, uh, which I felt very bad about. Um, but yeah, so that we just like, we would watch it whatever we could. And I just, I, I loved it. Like, I, I don't know if I ever really remembered like seeing musicals before that. Um, like I remember seeing like animated musicals, but not like live action musicals. And I remember it was also like kind of a thing where like, I was very struck by the fact that like boys can like sing and like dance and that like, it seems cool. At least it seemed cool to me at the time. Well, okay. This is interesting that you say this because all the people I know who had really strong, like pro newsies feelings in my life are from my days in the evangelical church. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> I mean, it's a very wholesome movie. Like, there's like two I, curse words in it. It's like a yeah, couple damn. And it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's PG. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, uh, it's the the jar the jars of clay of uh, yes. Of the oh Disney my gosh! Canon. Wow, we could have an entire podcast about jars of clay. Um, what the fuck is jars of clay? <laughs> You want to take this one, Julia? Oh wow, it's a it was a very popular Christian band. I I just want to say that I'm very surprised that your takeaway from this movie was not boys can't sing and dance. <laughs> <laughs> they should no longer be allowed to. Well, bear in mind, I was approximately five years old when I had yeah. that thought, so I wasn't quite you know uh, my so taste funny. had not been quite refined at that point. Wait, so are um, you the youngest of five? No, I'm the fourth out of five, Four which is the five. worst because like you get all of like all of the worst aspects of being the youngest with none of the best aspects of being the youngest. Because my youngest brother, my younger brother is six years younger than I am. So oh. he's like very much like the baby of the family. And I am I'm not like I'm four years younger than my than my older brother. And I don't know, like my parents were just kind of like done by the time like they had me and like, <laughs> I don't know, I just like didn't really <laughs> like there, I'm like, there are not as many like pictures of me as like my other brothers. Um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Pat is playing uh, a, a very small violin currently. I mean, that, um, that happened to me, too, but only, like, my brother and I are 11 months apart, and my mom was just too tired. So my brother has, like, a thousand uh, picture books dedicated yeah. to him. Um, yeah, and you just I got have a, a picture. I got a half of one. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, all of, like, all of like the, the stock photos are still, like, exactly. in the sleeves. Kate, do you have siblings? Uh... I grew up with a brother. He passed away about ten years ago. Not to make the, not to make the podcast a bummer. <laughs> no, it was already a bummer. Better, okay. we're talking about we're talking about newsies. newsies. It's already a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> they're already bummer. orphans, right? I mean, this is a story about orphans. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well, if you couldn't tell, um, Pat does not have any siblings. Oh, you're an okay. So that explains why you're like a theater person is because you're an only child. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. I, Julia, I guess, can, you, can you can you stay on for every I, every episode? I, guess, I, yeah. I mean, I needed the I, attention. I like look, the attention. Yeah, I just I really and that's crazy because you are you're as an only child you're drowning in attention already. Yeah. Yeah. You came into this world in the number one spot. That's the yeah. paradox of it all. Well, I mean, there's no one to make fun of you when you're an only child, so you can. You can perform the entire choreography, the Irish d- dances of Newsies, and there's no one yeah. that's gonna hit you. Yeah, and you then and then twenty years later, he gets he can get be bullied by two leftist uh, feminist <laughs> comedian podcasters. Hell and yeah, that is what feminism is about: yes. is enforcing normative gender roles. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Um, we are we are we're trad femmes, famously uh, Kate and I, very very traditional gals, uh, and we believe that a woman's place is in the home. Yeah, the hearth. <laughs> Isn't that a home? At the hearth. hearth? Is that like a, a fireplace? At the hearth. Help me out, At the Jen. Hearth. Isn't that a yes. fire? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I watched it a shit ton, and then I did eventually gain like I figured out that it was bad and that none of them can sing and none of them can dance and but I still loved it and but then it was all kind of like there was like a resurgence of it when the Broadway musical came out yes which like is actually good like it's uh, it's actually a good piece of entertainment it like won Um, some Tonys right I was doing research on it and (laughs) so the I was I saw that the movie was panned the movie yes. was like did very poorly at the box office and critically, which is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. And um, Christian Bale, when the musical came out, people were like, "Are you going to go see the musical?" And he was like, "No, I'm not a musical person." <laughs> <laughs> um, to which everyone was like, "Yeah, Christian, we yeah, know. yeah." And then he was like, "But I wish them all the best, and I'm sure that they'll yeah. do a better job than I did." Um, right. Right. But. Um, so yeah, so when it came out, I like I, I didn't I never saw it on Broadway because uh, you know I didn't have money uh, for to pay like three hundred dollars for. A I don't know how ticket. anyone uh, goes to. See, I don't know how anyone sees Broadway shows. They're so expensive. I know, I know. That's something they're gonna have to reckon with in twenty thirty, when it comes back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and at it, and at Judgment Day. Wow, you know what? Everyone, I bet everyone pulling the strings in the theater world, in the Broadway world, is basically just Robert Duvall's character in Newsies. (laughs) Oh, it totally is. Which is also what makes it funny that, you know, that the Broadway musical even happened and that it kind of also had, like, that labor component, which, like, 
I don't know. I mean, which which is interesting because the Broadway musical actually like ups all of that kind of stuff. Like it actually, I feel like if we had talked about the Broadway musical, like some of you'd have kind of an easier time, like actually identifying like the leftist undertones to it. Like it's still not like it's not. I don't know. It's not support the girls, but it's like it, it's more so there. Yeah, and there was also there was that line where the um they go to visit that kid's mom and dad and uh his dad was like injured in his factory and he got fired and he was like oh it's because he doesn't have a union to protect him yes yeah and in the in the in the broadway musical like the even like there's a part where jack is like trying to convince davy to like join the strike and he's like come on like if your dad had a union like that wouldn't happen to him so they're like hammering that that home which is also like on the such nose, a nice but... house they had such a nice apartment oh my god I'm i was like that's bigger than house. any place i lived in yeah in new york city that would be three million dollars a month uh I know. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays i i think it is funny that you know the entertainment industry is so interesting because it the backbone of it is extremely union heavy Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of like the crews the writers guild the actors the screen actors guild Mm -hmm. but it's also like the people pulling the strings are just like absolute ghouls ghouls yeah and that's that's the biggest controversy about the hbo max thing is that you know you you the movie if it comes out in theaters like the, the hbo max thing basically hbo max is like warner media they're like all of our big movies which would do well in theaters, like Wonder Woman. Well, I, I want to see the King Kong Godzilla movie. Just fuck it. Um, oh, yeah. Others might not. And then a couple <laughs> others. But all those, the people in the unions, they sign up because there's this understanding of residuals, right? That's right. part of the union is that there's this residuals. And all of a sudden, Warner Media goes, oh, no, thank you. They're nope. going to come <laughs> out the same day as the fucking thing. So, yeah, yeah. Tough shit. Um, and and the, and also, um, I just want to say huge congratulations to all of us who have uh, Roku devices now that we we finally get to stream HBO Max. <laughs> oh, did that fi- did that happen? Yeah, as of I missed yesterday. the memo on that. As oh he, my god! I can't wait to finish watching the Heaven's Gate Cult of Cult. <laughs> it's excellent. It's Roku. excellent. I'm I'm about halfway through. What I was gonna say is like, uh, you know, I think that there are some stories that like it can include uh, a historical element which might seem like a like it could pose a challenge to to power for people to to like uh, see it i'm thinking about hamilton and like the idea that which which is the most uh, i don't know if you've heard of it it was a very popular <laughs> musical uh also that doesn't like uh, it because it's based on, a, on Dis- history yeah yeah also purchased by disney um but you know in that musical, um, it's a lot about the idea of revolution. And, you know, of course, it was the, the American Revolution. And, they're, you know, they're singing about how they have to have revolution to uh, stand up to the, the British or whatever. But the politics of the musical are fundamentally centrist, yeah. you know. Um, and, like, the reason that... <laughs> the reason that they're able to like have this like very corporate musical uh, and singing songs about like the need for people to rise up is because the problem uh, is 
over. Like the solution was the United States uh, being independent of Britain and for there to be a constitution. And it's like, yay, this is all over. And with Newsies, it's like the world in which they need their union is a world where like 12 year olds are orphans and have to have jobs. And like, you know, I mean, that obviously still happens, but that's not the reality that most people see in front of them in the United States today. So I, I definitely think that this would be like a I don't think that there would be a movie, um, a musical uh, on the Disney Channel about like uh, auto workers unionizing their workplace. In, right. You mean Paul you know, Schrader's uh, Blue something. Collar wasn't funded? <laughs> wasn't a, a Bob Iger uh, side project? <laughs> I'm currently writing that musical about auto workers unions. So watch out. Nice. Bring bring Pat and I in to uh, to sing and dance. We can't be any worse than uh, anyone. Only anyone if in you do movie. that Irish dance. Yeah. Oh, like, you of jump, course. Jump on the horse, I will. Like I will get Bale. the shoes and all that kind of stuff. We'll put a river dance in the that. background. Do you guys fuck with river dance? Uh, you know I've, what it is. I I know. Of course, I know what it is. But I I've never seen it. I've only seen like clips of it on on TV and stuff. Um, but it's a. Uh, Good, yeah. I like how they dance without. I saw it when I was little. My mom took me to see it, and uh, it's amazing how unsexual, how devoid of any kind of sensuality one culture managed to make their dance. <laughs> That's what Catholicism will do to you. It's true. Like, ramrod straight, like no cur, like no like kind of like curvaceous movements. Is that a word? Curvaceous. My movement? dad. My curvaceous? dad is um is a self-hating Irishman. So we were, we were brought up not to celebrate any part of Irish culture. Um, and now we have normal people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we celebrate. That is what we celebrate. Um, yeah. Irish, which is the Irish most self-hating people, show imaginable. Irish people, but Irish people having sex, which we didn't know they could do. Yeah. Very innovative. Mm-hmm. Very innovative. Just like I learned uh, from this movie that boys can sing and dance or can't sing and dance. Uh, <laughs> we learned from normal people that Irish people um, can indeed have sex and hate themselves afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. and that they go to school and worry about grades, oh. which is something <laughs> I think a, we missed at Skidmore. Yeah, we, we, we missed the memo on that. Um, I will I will go to bat for, um, for Newsies uh, having some... Uh, what's wrong I'm looking for? Some... Uh, subversive elements for a Disney movie in the sense that we have um, we have a real ACAB uh, moment a real uh, uh, in this case I think it's all constables or bastards because they have like the they have the the tall hat um, uh, which we should bring back I think because we we need cops to look as as stupid as they deserve I really I really think that's true I want I want cops to look so much sillier than they do yeah yeah um but there's a moment like when uh like the the newsies are like they're striking and like they're being like attacked by like the the union busters um and they close <laughs> the gates and then Bill Pullman's character who plays an intrepid uh newspaper reporter um uh covering the strike he's like aren't you going to like stop them sir and like the guys like no like move along fuck off and it's like yeah that's 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 how it, that's how it happens that's literally like where the cops like came from like that's why yeah. they exist is to yeah bob unions. Iger threw you a bone john and you grabbed it yeah yeah i didn't know it at the time uh, i didn't know at the time please sir um, can i have then, some more and then uh he the, what was the other one oh there's like a little bit of like like prison abolition kind of stuff going like child prison abolition like 
Teddy Roosevelt comes in and uh, shoots Joseph Joseph Pulitzer in the face um, as as he's known to do, and then uh, yeah, and then closes the the refuge as they call it. Um, yeah. Which uh, yes, Pat, as as they were walking through and you saw that it was like the refuge was filled with like you know four children to a bunk um yes that was what it was like growing up in my household (laughs) Um, that was i actually had a moment recently where like before we moved to the house my parents currently live in um we lived in a much much smaller house and we only had one bedroom for the four of us and like i was like talking about that with someone and like they were like asking me to explain like where the how the beds were set up and i was like yeah it was just like a four beds like side by side and as i was saying that i was like oh i'm describing like an orphanage an orphanage oh my (laughs) god That's how I lived for the first five years of my life. That's like, I don't, I know that that's what you're saying is, is true, but that to me, that sounds like real, I love the idea of big families and that sounds like so wholesome to me. Well, didn't yeah, you well, mention you're, big you're love? Tri-femme, so that makes sense. Yeah. Big love. Well, no, big love is about polygamy. That's so, which. That's one way to do it though. One way it is one family. way to do it. Sure. Um, you watch the TLC shows with the 18,000 no, children? No, 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 Why did you say no. it like that? <laughs> no. No, those those families are too too big. Yeah. There is too a, there is a, a cap. Thing. I think five is, like, the limit. I think five kids yeah. is the limit for society. Yeah, there there were other families at my church who had, like, more than five children, and, and it, there was a... It was, <laughs> It was very chaotic. Like, my family was big, but we weren't, like, we weren't, like, Like, five's chaotic. not chaotic, but six <laughs> is too much. Six Wait, too but yeah. you were all, like, four years apart? Um, they're, uh, roughly, like, one year between my oldest brother and, and the next one, and then two year or three years below t- for the next two, and then four between me and Josh. Oh, and we're all J's, by the way. We're all J's. Oh, no. Yeah, all oh biblical J's. Oh, my God, J you guys names. were your own, like, your own production of Newsies. <laughs> we, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much... Well, and I should also say that, like, I, this movie was also big for me because I definitely had a moment where, like, I did say, like, oh, aren't unions bad? Like, I was always taught that unions were bad. Yeah. Not actually... I don't know if I remember that from my, from my parents, but I have, like, a super conservative uncle... And I remember he would, like, always take any opportunity to talk about how bad uh, unions are. So I definitely had, like, a little bit of cognitive dissonance where I was like, oh, we really like this movie and we're rooting for the union. But, like, I thought unions were bad. Well, also, I mean, to Kate's point earlier, this was 1992. Yeah, we're we're coming off of uh, George H.W. Bush, before Mm -hmm. him, Reagan. We're getting into the Clinton years. This is like the height of unions are bad propaganda, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think that being being a 90s kid growing up in in that um, in that environment, I definitely had like a lot of I, I think you are. There is a lot of there was a lot of messaging about like ugh, unions really gum up the yeah. works and they're yeah. so annoying. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I mean, and it's also like, um, it's so it's kind of an anti-hero uh, situation, you know? I mean, there, I'm not going to say that there's no, like, leftist element to this. There's a moment when they take the printing press where they, they're literally seizing yeah. mm-hmm. the means of production. But it's framed as, look at these mischievous little ruffians. Yeah. It's like an and, art project. You know, like, this is, yeah. like, this is, yeah, this is a story, this is a story about, like, 
lovable thieves and criminals and children and the fact that they're kids it's like they're not you know they're not evil anti-heroes but they're not also like they're children they're not presented as like uh full people you know yeah full people like uh it's not like this is the leading man Mm -hmm. with integrity or something they're they're tiny babies and they're causing trouble and they're mischievous making trouble for poor robert duvall which let's let's talk about him. Let's talk about Robert Duvall. On this you know movie. he's a Republican, right? He's a huge Republican. Oh yeah, I believe it. I believe um, it. Yeah, I mean he also. So he's like playing. He's like playing a, a hero for him. Like he read this movie and he thought that yeah. the the hero of the movie was Pulitzer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently he took it very seriously. Apparently, like the director or like someone like involved in the movie like sent him like an eight hundred page like biography of Joseph Pulitzer. And he just like read it in two days and was like, "I'm gonna fucking like, this is it. I'm wow. this is this is my chance." Yeah, he, he um, hadn't been this excited since Apocalypse Now when he could <laughs> napalm the Vietnamese half right. the fucking death. <laughs> yeah, um, there's just something really weird about his performance. Oh, there's a lot of things weird. About is that beard voice. fake? The beard is fake, right? Probably. I I would assume, but God, fake was... beards have to be some of the most kind of dubious um makeup situations that hollywood repeatedly does like fake beards always look spooky yeah yeah there's no way to pull it off well because there's Um, there's just like you can't get the right amount of hair yeah Yeah. it's 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 much easier with a wig you can see through it like into the skin in a way that you're not supposed to be able to with with beards um if you have like a good one also, not to like harp on Bill Pullman because I really do, <laughs> but <laughs> I do feel that Bill Pullman plays almost the same character in every movie. Yes, yes, like, absolutely. This performance is indistinguishable from his performance as Gina Davis's husband in A League of Their Own. Uh... <laughs> right, right, yeah. Or as the president in Independence Day, or right. as the guy in While You Were Sleeping. Uh, yep. Very fitting now that we're around Christmas time. Uh, this is technically our, this is our Christmas episode. This, this is our Christmas Christmas episode, Eve. and this is our official Bill Pullman episode. Yeah, yeah. At this point, the things that we've talked about most on this podcast are, <laughs> on the, on the, like, in the, in the, in the context of the entire um, season, is um, now musicals. This is our third uh, episode about a musical. Uh, we've talked about, uh, who's, oh, Amanda Seyfried, and now, yeah. uh, now Bill Pullman is, uh. What other musicals have you? Lay, did you do Les Mis? I'm assuming if you did or Mamma Mia. We, we did, did Mama do Mamma Mia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mia. God, yeah. I had to take. Yeah. I had to fucking eat so much crow for Mamma Mia because for years <laughs> I was like never, never. Oh no, Mamma Mia is good. I, yeah, it's incredible. It, it changed my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's an anti-slut shaming musical, and yeah. Yeah. also a musical with really bad male singing. Oh my yes. god! It's kind of the mountain the, the mountain yeah. of bad male singing. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan would be right at home in Newsies. Oh god, and Russell Crowe from Les Mis famously. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's just that's a whole nother level. Um, and then we also talked about uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah. which I've never oh, seen. Nice. Um, but I do know, like I know the music. I've listened to the music, but I've never seen it, and I love the music. Yeah, we we hadn't seen it or listened to the music beforehand. Both of those both of those situations were they were um, 
they were assigned to us. Sometimes we have our guests like assign things to come talk about. And this is the first time where we watch something, a musical of our own accord. And by yeah. our own accord, I mean my own accord. Yeah. Grace Spellman is, um, she is a writer and she's a big, I don't know. She's a, another woman on, on Twitter. In the trenches. In the, in the trenches of Twitter. Um, she's very funny but she loves Jesus Christ Superstar and she said to like listen to the original album first and like mm-hmm. treat it like just like a rock album and yes. then watch the musical afterwards. That's um, exactly how it was explained how it was explained to us as yeah. well. So she's in the she's in the hive. She's in the Jesus Christ Superstar hive. I know. Um Andrew was it Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote that when he was like 20 three or something yeah it was an early one an early one for him um i hate when people are talented i don't like that personally yeah it's not it's not okay we just did an episode on on mank and we were talking about um orson wells um and that whole that whole thing and how it just made both of us want to do terrible things so young like yeah Yeah. um you got his start you know where orson wells got his start Skidmore? This is before Skidmore. Before he went oh. to Skidmore. <laughs> Ireland. Uh, where? Ah. Ireland. Yeah. That checks Useless out. trivia. That, yeah. No one's impressed with that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. Um, uh, speaking of the... Um, speaking of the... Whatever. The writers behind musicals. Um, this was uh, written by... The music for this was written by Alan Menken, who also did uh, The Little Mermaid fun fact oh yeah the whole like did he do the lion king i don't think he did the lion he might may have done beauty and he did other like disney musicals and that's like another really interesting aspect of like this is just like it it came about like at a weird time for like disney and was like a total like gamble for disney and like didn't do well because there wasn't a market for it at all like disney wasn't doing musicals at that point except for like animated stuff and they were just like he did. Let's, he also. I just looked it up. He did Beauty and the Beast too, which has okay. incredible music. Yeah, I mean, they, I, they, I think they thought it was going to work because, like, The Little Mermaid did really well and kind of like, I guess, made Disney like a thing again because it just like was not popular at all in the seventies and eighties. And then, yeah, I guess Beauty and the Beast was like had really good like advanced previews, and they were like, yeah, let's let's try a live action musical and let's talk about the newsboy strike from. 1899 and let's see how that goes and they did also it's directed by kenny ortega who you might know <laughs> as the being the director of hocus pocus and later on high school musical and this oh was my his God. first yes and this was this was wow. his first movie he was the choreographer on like dirty dancing before and had like was like a mentee of like gene kelly so they like wow. gave him this movie and Apparently, the filming process was, like, incredible for everyone involved. Like, say what you will about the movie, but you can tell that everyone is having, like, the time of their yeah. fucking life in this. And apparently, like, the kids loved Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega loved the kids. Robert Duvall had fun. and margaret had fun. Like, everyone was just, like, it's so having crazy a ball. That, it's so crazy that Anne margaret is in this movie. <laughs> I know. Apparently she would like play games like with the kids like in between takes. Like she was just like one Aww. of one of the dudes. One of the guys. Yeah. A guy's gal. The last yeah. uh the last musical I saw before this, the of my own uh, volition was I saw the 
the movie version of the musical Cats. And mm. this kind of Newsy's kind of reminding me of Cats because you know it's a bunch of a uh, bunch of mischief happening yeah. in the rough streets of uh, New York. Right. <laughs> and I just when I was watching some of the songs, I like kept waiting for the kids to have like tails, <laughs> you know, when they were twirling and stuff yeah. like that. I was just like the wires yeah. were crossing. Instead of having brain. hands where they shouldn't have them, having paws where they shouldn't have them. Um, I think yeah, that, that I think right that the, the major problem with cats is that the cats needed to be unionized. <laughs> yes, that is true. My cats have unionized, and it's honestly it's terrible. <laughs> I I'm completely against going completely against my own values, and I I need to break up yeah. the cat union because they're just they're teaming up to destroy my room uh until i concede to their you have demands. to worry about them like so, both clawing your eyes yeah. out and then even worse seizing the means of production that's true and they we will have well they did open the food bag put them whole their whole self in the food bag and they also opened the box of cat litter uh and shit directly inside the box so, what wow. is what? They I don't know if they've seized the means of production, but they've seized. They've Sounds seized like you should become allergic funny. to cats. No. Yeah, they were inspired. They were inspired by the scene of, of the newsies rushing into uh, rushing into the the <laughs> newspaper place and and trashing trashing everything. I also think that this is kind of for a kids movie. This is kind of it's very plot heavy. And it's, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have to really understand like how profit and like demand yeah, i just i yeah. was like how are there any kids i was having trouble keeping up with it i was just like how do kids understand what's going on there's no way that they do oh i for sure did not i just knew that like that pulitzer was the bad guy and they were on strike but i didn't know why they were on strike i didn't really understand like the because they even like the way they phrase it they're like they jacked up the price now it's like 10 cents it's an extra 10 cents a hundred like yeah. I, I couldn't do the math. I still can't do the math on that. Like they that also just doesn't... didn't. They couldn't do the math in the movie. They were like, "What is that?" <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, don't you think that's like why it's made by Disney? Because like, if any, no one can call them out on their shit. So it's like, yeah, they're unionizing. You don't know how it works. Neither do we. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Suck just it. Just go with it. If if you can believe that, like, you know, candles and clocks can like sing and dance. Like you can you can buy into this. Like this yeah. is totally believable. Just accept it. Um, yeah, if you can believe that New York City was this clean in 1890. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say, as I was watching this, I was like, I can't wait for Pat to come in with his take about whether yeah, like, like, or not it's I like could a just, real New York I could just York see them like, in Santa Monica being like, all right, let's make sure we don't have a palm tree back there. <laughs> right. There's no palm trees on the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, yeah, oh, I left also, to say, I did think it was sick when they were on the Brooklyn Bridge and you zoom that out shot, and you see That it. shot that was, was sick. Yeah. That was cool. That was cinema. That was cinema. But, um, yeah, I mean, it did look so much cleaner than Upton Sinclair's The Jungle would lead us to believe, <laughs> uh, which was like around the same time, which was just like people shitting in the street all the time. Right, right. Yeah. Which like peanut allergies and COVID, I believe that's a hoax as well. I do so, too. I do too. Yeah. There's just no way. Um, let's see other insane elements of it. Oh, I love the scally cap, uh, representation, uh, that's we're all about that. That definitely, as a kid, I thought scally caps were cool. Like as a result of that, um, and clearly like Pat did, did as well. Yeah, they. I feel like they had a renaissance in the nineties. Yes, a lot of it's that? like a stand. I feel like it was a stand-up comic thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm 
It goes with yeah, the goatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It was it was like a Gen X thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like people who watch like either Newsies or the Boondock Saints. This right. feels Ethan Hawke. Does this fe- this feels That's did very, he wear one in a movie? Am I am I like very generous to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for, for the listener at home, Pat is wearing a scally cap right now. I, I, I used to wear one, but unfortunately, I think it's I think it's at my house, at my parents' house in New Hampshire still. I, I was going to dig it out um, to wear it for the pod. If you had one of those on, you would look like a news because <laughs> I don't, I'm sure your listeners know what you look like, but you have uh, a very cheerful youth. Oh, thank face. you. I appreciate oh, that. You do. I don't think it's a compliment, but I appreciate that. Um, Just definitely a face that's blessed by the Lord. Well, not anymore, but it was at, it was at one point back when I, it, 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 um, it, it stopped when I decided that I, uh, I was blessed when I voted for Mitt Romney and then it, it went away and when then, I voted for then, Bernie Sanders in the yeah. primary. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually, you're the second person who's been on this podcast who has commented on uh, Newsies. Oh, because we were talking on the Jesus Christ Superstar episode about our experience with musicals. And I talked about how much I love Newsies. And Alex Chernin, who was our guest on there, was like, yeah, that makes sense. You are a Newsie. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's just my lot in life, I guess. It um, does look like at any moment you're going to say like, hey, mister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buy me last paint, mister. Um, <laughs> oh, the accents in this movie are out of control you have to respect it almost just how much they commit to like not to just be it being like you know the worst yeah like the worst impression uh, of a new york accent it's weird because i mean christian bale like he gives like the the accent he has in um what's the boxing movie the fighter the fighter fighter. fucking amazing like that which pat likes in spite of it being a movie about new england yeah i'll give you guys i'll give you guys that one I'll give you that. Oh one. my god, you you're allergic to cats and you don't like New England? What are you my enemy <laughs> made from hell? Are you a Patriots yeah. fan? No, I'm not a Patriots fan. I don't support the NFL in any way. Oh, uh n- n- neither do I. Um, yeah, neither, neither do yeah. we. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely no not. But I do support New England blindly. <laughs> yeah, as well you should. It's the best part of the country. Thank um, you. I support the yeah. fake Midwest. Which is what yeah. Pittsburgh is. <laughs> That's yeah, true. well, it's okay because I'm like part of like the fake like Boston. I'm from New Hampshire, uh, so you know. New Hampshire I'm... is the the south of New England. No, that's Maine. Thank you. Maine is no. the south of New England. No, Thank you not. so much for that. Yeah. No, it's not. They don't pay taxes. I went to, I went to they school. They don't do anything. In, I went to school in New Hampshire, and it's a bunch oh, of what, liber. Where'd you? I went to UNH. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yes, yes. There are a lot of libertarians in New Hampshire. That that is true. But yeah. like our but like our governor has never been like whatever his name is LePage. I mean, like yeah, that but that in and of itself is, that that buys that buys Maine the status as like the south of New England for another twenty years. We'll see. We'll see what New Hampshire does later on. But I just can't. I can't abide by that. Um, like New Hampshire. I remember in sixteen, New Hampshire in their primaries. Uh, voted for Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump of everybody mm-hmm. in that clown car of a Republican primary. And I was just right. like, that makes all the sense in the world for New Hampshire. Look, it's a complicated place. I will say it's complicated. It's a very, it's a very torn place. I just feel like Maine is like, it's just uncomplicatedly like Republican. No, like, and... no way. All right. Well, we'll have you I'm on going to, to bat. We'll I'm going to bat this. for Maine. <laughs> Someone has to. Someone has to. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about, okay, le- t- two things I wanted to talk about. Um, number one, um, Pat, you're going to hate this. So you know the character Davy? Yeah. In the musical? Uh, 
the guy, the guy who plays him, David Moscow, you're not going to guess this, uh, but guess who he was engaged to for three years? Well, you just said I'm not going to guess it. I know, but I want to hear who your guess is. Can I have a hint? Um, Amanda no. Seyfried. No. Good guess, but <laughs> no, no hint. No hint. Jennifer Aniston. No. Okay. Here's. I'll, I want to make sure this is right. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. She was in a. Uh, she was in a Tarantino film. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Nope. Margot Robbie. Nope. One more guess. Anyone else is free to chime in. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> That's Quentin a better guess. No. What that, I said. that would be. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, Kerry Washington. Yeah. He was engaged to Kerry Washington for three years. What happened? They didn't get married. Oh, damn. She saw Newsies. That's what happened. She saw Newsies. <laughs> you got to have her on the show for a follow-up episode. <laughs> yeah, a tell-all. Got to have a tell-all. Um, and then also, um, I was thinking just because of you, because uh, the two of you, Julie and Kate, um, when the Delancey brothers, uh, when, they're, when they're stalking Sarah, one of the only women in the film, um, <laughs> and they like were like, stalking her and like she like saw them and like they tipped their hat and was like whatever that had like major reply guys energy not oh, the two yeah. of you although maybe that maybe that is like deep within you no to some i degree. think i i actually do believe that reply guys when they are typing think that they are tipping their caps to us yeah yeah absolutely yeah Milady. But, Milady. but then You're also so like will we'll, yeah. like attack you in an alleyway as right. well um yeah, and also, yeah, it's worth noting the women in this movie don't exist. Um, <laughs> the, remember the woman who, like, while the nuns are singing, like, is singing about her son, and yeah. then she oh, disappears. Yeah. yeah, what was that? She had a really good voice. I know she was, like, she was the well, best singer one of in the, the movie. People with pipes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe that's why uh, they were. Maybe she was in the movie a lot more, but they thought like, okay, she's like shows how bad the singing is, but they couldn't cut her out of this that scene because she was singing over like the boys as well. <laughs> So they're like, we'll have you in there. Yeah, her, she, her name, she's credited as Patrick's mother. <laughs> Doesn't even get a name. Wow. So is my mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's singing about her lost, her lost son. Um, yeah, I will say the the Broadway musical does up like the there are more women in it, and they kind of like rectify it a little bit. What? How do you know this about the musical? Because I've seen, oh well, because it's like they filmed it. Oh, and oh okay. It's okay. on like Disney Plus, yeah. And okay. did I see it in theaters when it was when it came out? Yes, I did. Did I see it another <laughs> time with my mother? Yes, I did. Um, wow. Do I listen to the the music very often? Actually, here's the most cringy aspect of this. Actually, I'm not gonna. S- okay, no, I will say. I will say. Just admit it. <laughs> okay, so my favorite song in the musical, which we'll get to in a second, "Seize the Day." I would oftentimes listen to that, like, during, like, the primary season, like, when things were going, like, particularly well as, like, a feel-good, like, oh my leftist God. sort of anthem. And now when I listen to it, I make, I like, I actually want to cry because it harkens back to a very different time when I was happy about the state of politics to some degree. So, yeah. So that's oh what Newsies God. means for me. You know what's so crazy is there, so the the kid who played Boots... I want to say, yeah, he, I was like, where do I recognize him from? And he was Mr. Dig on Lizzie McGuire, like only 10 oh, years later, but he like looked like a little boy. In I didn't, I didn't see that very much, but I do know, I do know that character. Yeah. Um, that's wild. Yeah. He's in like the Disney, he's in the Disney family. Not a lot of people in this movie ended up coming out with like particularly like 
you know, strong Good careers. careers. I mean, well, nor, most sh- of them... nor should they really, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, most of them also, like, were not actors or dancers. Like, I think it was just, like, a general casting call, and it was just like, you look like a newsie. Uh, I'm sure if I were five years older, I would have gotten, I would have been a shoe in. Um, I think, I think that's true. And I think Kenny Ortega just like saw what he had at the end of the day and was like, all right, I'll do my best. A lot yeah. of the dancing <laughs> is very hand heavy. Like there's a lot of like waving because I think that you can only it's do like so TikTok. much. It's a lot of shadow yeah. boxing too. Yeah, a lot of They're fighting boxing. an invisible enemy. Even when the, they actually fight real people, it never feels real. Yeah. Which makes sense because they are, in a sense, fighting an invisible enemy. And that invisible enemy is, I don't know. Julia, help me out here. What's the invisible enemy? Art. <laughs> theater kids. <laughs> yeah, they're fighting, the, yeah, they're fighting their inner theater kids. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's pivot to um, the, the songs that we brought in. So um, uh, both Julia Nope, sorry. Both Kate and Pat, you cited your favorite song as uh, King of New York. Uh, so we're going to play a little bit of that, like the first minute or so, um, just to give a little taste. Oh, uh, I can't maybe lie. Maybe the best Pace. accent. The I, I really want to eat at this restaurant. <laughs> Papes. They probably have good uh, good nut-free options. shoes with matching laces. A permanent box at Sheep's Head Races. A porcelain tub with boiling water. A Saturday night with the mayor's daughter. Yikes. I know. <laughs> that part is cut out of the Broadway musical. Oh my god, you just know that every one of these kids is absolutely insufferable. <laughs> Including Christian Bale. I love when they swing from the fans. Wait, you love when they what? When they swing from the fans. Oh, yes. That is incredible. Okay. You get the idea. Oh, wait. No, we have to hear about Bill Pullman. We have to hear him sing. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's King of New York, Gorgeous. which apparently apparently was written last minute. They actually added that in last minute because they were no. like, yeah, yeah. They were like, we need Can't another, we need another banger. And they, uh, they <laughs> and added boy, it did in. And they make one. And they made up, they made a banger. Um, <laughs> and then this is my favorite song uh, called Seize the Day. This is the moment when they really need to be roused because they're experiencing uh, low, low, uh, low morale. So, um, yeah. So, John, where in 2016 are we when when you're listening to this song? Can you set the stage? No, this is 2020. I would. Oh. This, this is recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is recently. I mean, that guy like looks like Kirk Cameron. <laughs> he does. I never, I never noticed that until now. That Thanks is, for ruining this movie for me. I mean, Julia. that's all I can. That's all I could think of the minute he came on screen was that looks like Kirk Cameron. Oh no. I feel like this sounds like every other musical. <laughs> oh, it does. They, they're all the same. I love the little call and response thing going on here. And oh here's God. where they do the asexual dancing. But I like it better <laughs> than the air hop in the last one. Oh, yeah. 
the backing tracks are also really weird on the, in this movie. Like, they're really strangely mixed. Everything sounds very, like, plastic. Another thing is that New York just doesn't seem populated. Like, wherever no. they are, there's just no one. No one lives here. It was before and it was everyone gentrified. who lives in New York is really good at tap dancing. <laughs> oh, that kid well, is that talented. Yeah, that's... The one it, who did the are, flip? There are, like, five people who can actually dance in this, and you know it because they, like, put them front and center, like, whenever yeah. they can, and everyone is just off to the side while they, like, do backflips. Look, I um, mean, a little kid doing a backflip is Well, and they really get some height on those jumps. Yeah, oh, and you can't go wrong. Um, okay, so that sees the day, and then we'll listen to the song that Pat, that Pat brought in, uh, Santa Fe, which is Christian Bale's uh, Santa Fe is a, is a state of mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, more people are saying. It's truly, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> this is like how I feel like a New York comedy so club owner talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. Which is that? Is that giving both of you like PTSD? Absolutely. Sorry Just someone mentioning a family so is giving me PTSD. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch this performance without thinking about Nobody's Patrick Bateman from American Psycho because <laughs> he was also pretty young in that. And I think that someone's got to do the mashup where, like, you know, that part where he kills Jared Leto and he talks about Huey, like Huey Newton and Lewis in the news. Huey Lewis yeah. in the news. Like, he puts on this song and he just talks about newsies. Yeah, <laughs> and then he hacks fucking Leto to death. Yeah, I mean, is American Psycho part of the newsies uh, cinematic universe? Yes. Who knows? Yes, it is. Uh, well, the acoustics. Like yeah, so that's uh, that's Santa Fe. It gets better. Oh, we missed the part where he jumps on the horse, but okay. Yeah, oh yeah, where he jumps on the horse and does the little, like, western and, like, dances. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, it is, I will put in a plug for at least listening to some of these songs in the Broadway version. Because they really, they really fill them out when uh, you have good people, Actual like, good, good singers. singers. Yeah, yeah. I can um, see that. Um, it, uh, who are your... Um, were there any uh, newsies that you either of you would have felt like if you had seen it as a? Because I, I think Julia, I think you said that if you had seen this like as a teenager, you would have had like a crush on at least Christian Bale. But were they any, no, any, not even any as others? a teenager? If I had seen it as a little girl, I think I would have had a crush on Christian oh, okay. Bale. But um, yeah, I everything about this movie has never made me less horny. <laughs> This is the least sexual movie. I mean, that, that's probably good because it is. It's about. I mean, it's all it's, about children. Children, yeah. yeah. If you if you were horny for kids, I <laughs> wouldn't do the podcast with you. Honestly. No, I just I just mean that like everything. There's no about sexuality it, in this. There's movie. just no. There's not. I don't know. I maybe I'm just I'm I'm not a musical person, but I just I couldn't stop laughing during this movie. Sure. Um, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, they just want you to have some sort of reaction. So whatever that is. And they um, did. They got and they it. they did. And what more could you ask for at the end of the day? Um, 
All female version of Newsies. Yeah. That's what I could ask for. All female that, all reboot female Newsies. Newsies. You can get that going. <laughs> yeah. What what was the other what was the other musical that you said that you're going to work on, Julia? Uh, earlier. Oh, the uh, about the United Auto Workers Union. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that you can start there, and then once you gain the clout, then you'll now, go. Now that to the... movie will have raw sexual energy. Oh yeah, I mean, how could it not? How could it not? Um, well, we will uh, we'll wrap it up. But uh, what can uh, you have anything to uh, anything to plug or anywhere that, that people can find you um, on the on the internet, the aforementioned internet, Julia and Kate? Sure. Um, I'm on Twitter at at ojuliatweets, O-H-Julia-Tweets, um, and you can find Reply Guys wherever you listen to podcasts. I am on uh, Twitter at at Kate Willett with two T's and on Instagram at Kate.Willett also with two T's. And yeah, check out Reply Guys. I also have a book coming out on Audible on February 18th. So I know that's a ways from now. But if you are listening to this podcast in the future, check out my book. What's the book about? It is about masculinity. It is about how the way that we think about masculinity as a culture has changed and is changing, but it's a comedy book. What's it called? It is called Dirtbag Anthropology. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I conducted research on people that I know. <laughs> you, you, yeah. listen, you listen to the first 30 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, it tells you everything you need to know about American say, that's, masculinity. That's the demo right there. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, what are the just to give people a sense of um, the podcast? What are what's what is what is your most recent episode about, and what is your next episode going to be? As of this, um, so this is coming out on the twenty fourth. God. So our next episode is going to be a listener Q and A, which might be a weird one to start with, but we have a back catalog of like eighty episodes or something, a lot, maybe even more than that. Uh, and our last episode, what was it? We did. What was our last episode? Drag, Julia? drag his ass, Andrew Cuomo. Oh yes. yeah, we talked. We 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 dove into the the record of Andrew Cuomo and and dissected for a little bit why he sucks. Christian Bale but, was actually doing his accent. In the that's movie. true. That's a, yes. that's who I, yeah. that's who I hear. Andrew um, Cuomo yeah. definitely would not have charged into Joseph Pulitzer's office and sided with the strike the strikers or Absolutely um or not. closed down the the child jail. Um, <laughs> he would have not have happened. Blown it up. But, Absolutely, yeah. Andrew Cuomo. He would have made them make hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Cuomo's an, a known scab, and uh, yeah. But I think that if you want to, like, if you've never listened to our show before, um, some good episodes to start with are uh, one where Kate did an interview with Brianna Joy Gray, who is Bernie Sanders' press secretary, and um, my my favorite episode which is where we talked to senator ed markey um so we love, yeah. we love both those people we love both of them um yeah definitely check it out um it's a it's a killer podcast uh subscribe uh rate and review um yeah. and but only do that after you have rated and reviewed uh this podcast yeah um but do do both help some good help some good people out um well thank you so much uh kate and julia for joining us this was uh this was really fun Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Any last words, Pat? No. 
Carry the banner. <laughs> Sell the papes. The papes.